everybody! Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We're a real play fantasy football podcast focusing on narrative driven storytelling. Mm. What, you guys don't like fantasy football? It's the like wrong D &D with it's less the wrong room. Look, it's not my fault your kicker is bearish and you didn't it's, draft it. It's D&D right? for chads. Yeah, <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's, it's the closest listen. it's the closest game to D&D that there is. <laughs> I'm just I'm just tired of the the guy that gets goddamn Brady every year cuz it's very difficult to beat his fucking spread. Well, hey, we won't yeah. have to worry about that next year. Turns out you won't have to worry will. about that next episode. We're only playing fantasy football today. I'll move on to something else by tomorrow. Look, by, man, you hit the right guy with a car. You don't have to worry about it next month. Mm. Once again, we're story-driven narrative podcast. We play D&D. Jokes aside, today playing with me is, back to just basics, our shifter barbarian played by... Mitch. I mean, you introduced me, man. What do you want from me? I short play, sweet. Wait, hang on. No, no, I'm a druid. Fuck you. You're not. Shut up. Back to, we're going back to basics. You ain't a druid I yet. Wanna, I want to be. Oh, no, I we really are going back to basics. He's getting it wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm Mitch. I play our druid, who just happens to rage, and is a shifter. Okay. Uh, playing with us is also our Warforged Artificer. And oh, resident hey. good girl. Yes, it's me. It's Ryan. Good girl. I am a good girl. Or at least I play a good girl, and her name is... Number nine. Yeah. You're gonna be number nine. Oh, it's all you need to be. And we last named but the not last episode wrong. It should have been Mamba, <laughs> comma number nine. Shit! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! That's good. Sorry, Jeff? I just realized. Yeah, this is why we're gonna talk about what we're gonna name the episodes at the end. Yeah, of chat. we need to we need to put that, that one away for a nine-centric episode. It's real fucking yeah. good. <laughs> last but not least, our we call you a Kreskin. It's technically the stat block of the Dalkin, and you are playing our rogue. It's technically the it's technically the stat block of the Simic hybrid. That's right. But that's not the point. Uh, yes, it's mutated playing, a few times. At this point, it's its own. Playing the Crest Kid uh, designation C three P four, hatedly called Seth. It's Jeff. Let's go. Sounds good. All right, Fishy boy. So did we spell that J three P four? All right, I, and I, I made a huge mistake last time, and I didn't <laughs> do that. No, 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 not that. That that I make that mistake willingly every time. The one mistake I made last time was Jeff. Please give me a. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Black, Black powder. powder. Do you guys go deeper into the cave? Yeah. No fresh humans or villagers are in this room. Got it. They have yet to be butchered. Uh, you watch Reyes get stabbed twice and he goes down. And like lean against the wall, sucked suction cupped to it with my arm, like still very hurt. And high. Yes. The maker says you should think for yourself, except when instructed to do otherwise by him or me. Okay. I will go forward, scout ahead, look for your small familiar, bring back news and probably its body. A skinny aged female null. When the Redborn comes, they will kill you. We know we must honor Kava's deal, says the large one in the cage. I have regained my powers, you runt. The stone below will make us strong enough to push back. Unsure if that's a good sign. I don't think it is. We should probably go after him. I'm assuming that a 23 hits the old witch. Without really thinking about it, your feet start moving toward the river again. 
Yeah. Upon the bank of the pool, a stalagmite and a stalactite have grown to almost touch one another. In between the two mineral towers, a small glowing stone can be seen nestled in the space between, a sense of power emanating from it. Behind this pillar, an effigy of bones has been constructed in the vague shape of a knoll, but you also see that Reyes has climbed out of the water, and he reaches out, and he grabs the stone, and yanks it out, and then slides back into the water. Three strange colored glows begin to emanate from the dark along the floor, and rising from it, you see three obsidian-colored fleshy forms stand up. Their skin is bumpy, but smooth like a toad's, and they hunch like mutant apes, with elongated arms ending in wicked nails. All along their faces and bodies you see jagged cracks from which light struggles to escape their forms, each one glowing a different muted shade, purple, orange, and blue-green light, which seems to be pushing against their flesh from within. They open their maws, filled with massive teeth, in front of a pure void, and move as if making a guttural scream, but no sound escapes. The darkness spreads across the little land that there is. That land taken up by gnolls, demons, patches of darkness, and the growing rubble of the stalactite and stalagmite that are crumbling. Now, a key piece of structural integrity has been taken. Rayusk, you have dipped back into the water, shark-like, gator-like, whatever version you want, and they didn't see what has happened. All they know is that it's missing. Technically, I said they turned and saw you guys, but you guys did roll an okay stealth, and I didn't roll against it. I'm going to say that they know something's up, because there's no way for the four of you to move down that river in the dark, quietly. Mainly because some of you cannot see in the dark. You know, I thought we were, like, in water at some point. Yeah. We were, right? So, yeah. Now, what I will that say happened. is that you guys did see that, but... You guys aren't fully in the room, and there is a pool of water between you and what is going on. That's everything you need to know, uh, as they are scrambling and moving around. Ooh, I need dice. Generally, yeah. Alright, so... Yeah, I, I legit rolled very well for them to turn around and see you, so that you don't feel cheated. I rolled an 18 on their perception, because I, I didn't do it yet, so I technically cheated you, but the dice have saved me, so suck it. Roll your initiatives. 6 plus 2, 8! Uh, two plus three, five. Oh, man. 19 plus three, 22. All right. Come on, man. You couldn't even roll as a Mitch? All right, so... No, it was fucking dog so shit. Sub-Mitch rolls are bullshit. <laughs> so just so you guys know how it's looking, uh, the enemy looked real sprightly and lively. Uh, at the end of last session, I did tell you guys you can have a free move action before we begin. Consider that the surprise round, but it's just the move action. That you are... That I did a lot of stuff happening you guys can take like a position uh at the top of the round and i want to ask mitch how does it feel to finally be rolling these kind of initiative rolls unusual abnormal yeah. fleeting 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 he's done it more than once so dark a pool of darkness that is like knee high these demons barely stand out of it because they're not tall they're only about they're like the size of halflings screaming mouthful of teeth light coming out of cracks in their flesh this oh. pool of darkness seems like half alive, and the two gnolls are scrambling and causing things to collapse. The entire cave is rumbling as the central pillar has sort of taken structural damage, and you guys are to the far west coming down a steep, like, babbling brook that is underwater. It's also very dark, as stated before, and if you guys can't see in the dark, it's going to be a problem. 
He's talking to you, Nine. Yep, top of the round is Atheru. What do you do? One of the last things I said in the last episode was that you guys get a free move action because all that stuff that happened took up a bit. So if you guys want to move into the room, you can do it. Or if you guys want to take any sort of move action at all, go ahead. So Adair is going, Jay says I have a free movement, which means I also have a free action. So I'm going to take my movement to move down and then using my free action that I'm stealing from him like a bastard, I'm going to interact with an object. And that object is my last oil flask, which I'm going to pull out. This shit gonna be lit. I just keep letting Mitch think that learning the rules to D&D 5e is stealing anything, and that's great. Pro tip for DMs, just let your DMs feel like they're getting one over you on you, even though they just learned the rules. I mean, you, you said I only get a movement action, which was unusual. Uh, Risk, do you do anything, or do you just sort of hide in the water? Uh, yeah, I hide in the water, but I'm gonna just kind of move closer to the wall. So you moved south, further into the water. Uh, do you, do uh, nine and little nines want to do anything? I don't know that we do. I'm going to. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold back. We're gonna hunker. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chill here at the at the open of the hall at the opening of the hallway here, and we're just gonna wait to see what happens. Okay. Adarus, actual turn. Here we go. Combat has started. All right. Um, Cue some cool music, Ryan. My first round is gonna be dope. I light a thing. Then Adair is just going to step around the corner and huck the lit thing over where the things are. Sure. Uh, objective is just to catch as many of the things in the splash as possible, which I think is like a five foot or a ten foot. It's, it's not big. It's not it's like great. The barbarian has fast hands. So where are you throwing it, bro? Tell me. Could I? Can I tag two enemies with this flask in the splash? Is that a feasible goal? Is there a place I can throw it to do that? Um, tell you what, your Molotovs don't splash a lot. You're probably just going to hit one guy, yeah. but it will no, light them on fire. How about that? I'm going to pull some from 4th edition because there were good things in that. An Alchemist fire did a lot of damage to the guy you hit and one fire damage to everybody around it. But it lit shit on fire, so that's how it works. Okay, gotcha. So that's just an, an attack, right? A dex attack? Yeah, roll it. Roll it. It's a ranged thrown attack. Which is just dex, right? Just a dex and your proficiency okay. bonus. I think you're considered proficient with anything thrown. Okay. Doesn't matter. I miss. I rolled a sub Mitch. I rolled a two. All right, so everything around it takes one fire damage as it ineffectually hits the ground. It jumps to the left, and you see a flash of light come from underneath the dark darkness that seems muted, and then you see just sort of like little flickers of fire that shoot up. It hits the two creatures that came out of the darkness and the null, and they all take one damage. Fuck uh, yeah. Mitch, do you take your move? Max DPS. Um, can I? Can I get past yeah. Null, bro? Yeah, your allies, you can move past their space. Can you hold a move? I don't remember if that's a thing you no. can do. No. Okay. You hold uh, your action. You can dash, but that's your action. It, my my point was to move up with Null, bro. You can do that. All right, this is taking a long time, but I know that you have a bonus action. Do that. Which one are you going to take? Because you always have a bonus action. Oh, I, I don't. What? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to throw my axe yet because I still need it. Sure. All right, that I'm makes it. I'm out of shift. I'm out of rage. That makes it the two Knolls' turn. This is danger zone. All right, a Knoll in the back pulls out a longbow and fires it at... Uh, he recognizes his old boss first. I think that you guys bringing him down here, that's going to be like their first oh shit. They don't know you guys from fucking Jonathan whatever from the store. Who the fuck's Jonathan? That was from Jake. There it is. That's the one, Jake. That's a phrase. That is a phrase. All right, he only gets the one. One shot. Happy rolled. Uh, Bupkis, so what an arrow plings between the two of you, Adiru. Uh The other one's going to go ahead and pull out a bow as well. Fires at him. It does hit him, so your friend just took does take damage. 
It's gonna be five damage to your new friend. He takes an arrow, he lets out a yipe, and so that makes it the creatures that came from the darkness. You watch them all after they like look into the sky and make their soundless screaming face. They're real uh, dramatic. A secondary type of gas, similar to the darkness, shoots out of their cracks and starts to fill the room with a stench. Because you and your friend are already in the room, Mitch. A miasma is a great word. Good word there. Uh, It triggers miasma? God damn it. Yeah, bro. You need to roll a... Asthma check. Yeah, it's a a DC 11. I need you to roll a DC 11 constitution save. DC 11 asthma save. Your boy got shot with an arrow, but he rolled that 20 on the save, so he gets no shits. Wow, my... I forgot how stupid Khan is for barbarians. Yeah, that's your kind of that's your Which deal. Which is good because that only puts me to seventeen. That's good, y'all. That's all you needed. So yeah. you smell this this nasty cloud, but it doesn't affect you. You just oh, particularly you, man. You're still shifted, right? You shifted for like ten no. minutes if you want to be. No, shifts one minute. I'm rolling danger zone here. I, I've got no shift. I've got no rage. In a real rough spot. I guess yep, you could say sure I'm is. outraged. Uh, your friend who goes into a, who who you see him get shot. He gets real pissed off. He hops across the water here, moves all the way inside, and fights one of these dark figures. Two attacks, he does 10 damage right off the bat to one of them. That's gonna oh, make is, it. Question. Yeah. Is there fire providing light for nine? Because that was a secondary objective earlier. No. Okay. Because it's in uh, the it's in the shit, right? Yeah, it's in the darkness. It's in the inky shit. Okay. Um, I'll I'll say it's dim light. I'll say you have disadvantage, but you can sort of see. It's not pitch like it would have been. Yeah. So I'll I give can you that. see. I can see fire. You can see a well. So they're giving a dim light, and there is some dim light that occasionally peeks out of the thing. So it's not ideal, but you there is some some light. You are in dim light, not dark. But but there's like actual like can I see actual? You can flame? see things. But no, actually, I can't see a fire anywhere, even though he, like, threw a Molotov cocktail, basically. No. Because the fire's in the darkness. The things that you see the best are actually the dark figures that came out of the darkness, ironically. And that's your turn, Nine. So that's what you see okay. once you're into the room. So all the ritual crap they had set up, they knocked that down to kick this off, right? Yes. Uh, me and my friends, my little my little Nines, are going to... Me, myself, just, and I. Exactly. We're just going to walk forward and... Uh, I'm going to shoot the crossbow, and they're going to shoot a couple of uh, force strikes. All right, so you come down the battling brook, and you enter the room. Uh, tell me where you're going to stand, and uh, just understand that nine, the nine lets, uh, once they enter the pool of anywhere there's water, they'll fucking sink. So figure out where you're going to put them. They can be on my shoulders. Right on. All out. Predator turret. Yep. Basically. And uh, out. I'm going to move up behind Adaru and fire from there. Mitch, yeah. I'm incredibly disappointed in you because you went for it but fell short of me, myself, and nine. Mm. Ah, so good. A 14 plus four for me, uh, a two for point one, and that's not going to do anything. But a 12, I believe, plus four for two. Uh, who were you attacking specifically? The closest creature. Both of those do hit. A two plus two from the crossbow bolt, so for a total of four. <laughs> well done. Strike. A four, Jesus Christ. I'm I'm going to live through these two. That is a six plus two damage. Okay. Eight. Damn. Point two. So point one didn't hit. They are so the busted. broad side of a ship. So busted. 
Uh, as you enter the room, Nine, I do need you to roll a constitution check. Unless you are immune to the poison condition, which you very much might be. I fucking might be, uh, resistance to poison. So roll, yeah, so roll twice. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you, your sensors sense that there's something wrong with the air. Oh, roll for Ninelith. Oh, no. Man, only they one Ninelith. have to roll for poison? Yeah, unless they're immune. Damn, you about to be Ninelith. That's cool, it's just cast mending. Oh, no, they are immune to poison. Damage they're immunity immune. is poison. <laughs> yeah, they're that. immune. <laughs> They take. I mean, they, it makes sense. They're homunculi. <laughs> You're like, oh no, the air is impure. And you turn to your nine lits who are not breathing. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Reyes, it's your turn. Ooh, I believe what makes the most sense for me is I'm going to pull out my short bow. I am absolutely going to make you fire at disadvantage if you're going to do it from the water. I mean, I'll, I'll stand up. You're not, you can't touch the ground here. Oh, okay. It ain't well, that shallow. As tall as you are. Well, only I can touch okay. the ground here. I, I, I'm pretty sure that she can touch the ground. I'm pretty sure the problem is that she can't touch the surface. <laughs> okay, a seven plus five, uh, 12? You, uh, the nearest one you hit. Yeah, they have a low AC. Okay, and, cool. Six damage plus my three, so nine damage. Okay. And then bonus action hide. Uh, yeah, y'all, you're in water. You can just dip under. You gonna give me advantage on that stuff? Because I'll take advantage on it. I'll go ahead and give you advantage on this stealth roll. Go ahead and do okay. it. Okay. As you hide. Uh, but also, um, before you dip under the water, that bolt catches it right in whatever you think its face is, and it drops into the darkness, and you don't see it anymore. Sick. Okay. So now I'll roll my stealth roll. Um, 16. Okay. Top of the round. Daru. Woo! All right. I don't trust that it's gone. I, I feel like it's, it's <laughs> lurking. Uh, what do I roll to see if I can see it? Is that just going to be a perception? Uh, yeah. I'll, you can roll a perception to see if you can see anything moving. Okay. That's going to be an 18. Sorry, I 20. That's my 30, 20. Dirty 20 perception check on the one that dipped. I'll give you your knowledge check on the next round anyway, because you're underwater and no one's going to be able to take advantage of it but you. So we might as well wait for your round, Jeff. Go ahead and do it now. Okay. But you, you rolled a dirty 20? Next? Yeah. Dirty 20 to see the one that dipped. Um, if it you dipped, see it died. There's a lot of roiling smoke and noxious gas, but... And the flames that you assume are still going on underneath there, but you don't see the motion of a creature. You do think that it died because it took a bolt from Nine, a blast from the homunculus, and a bolt to the face from Rask. You think okay. that might have done it in. That that just tells me who I'm stabbing. So I'm going to move up next to Nolbro, and I'm going to give him a hand. And I'm going to I'm going to savage the, the one next to him. For my first attack with my scimitar, I'm going to recklessly attack, and that's going to be a, a 20 and a 17. So that's a crit, and I pulled a 10 damage crit out of that, because I rolled a 1. <laughs> okay. So Adairu just leaps up, runs up, and catches the thing across what he hopes is the throat region, dealing 10 damage with his his uh, scimitar, and I believe Dirty 20 beats AC. Oh yeah, no, uh, another one actually goes down. Uh, from your attack. You and Noel ganging up on it. Oh, okay. So I, yeah. uh, my offhand attack is unnecessary on this target? Unnecessary. You have your bonus actions free. Then I'm going um, to hand my axe to that Noel over there, and he's going to take three damage. Okay. Roll. Oh, you did right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty 20. That, yeah, that hits. Okay. It's the Noel's turn. Um, What's up, Jeff? Uh, this one's just a, a quick question. You did the, you did the new uh, crit rule, right? Yeah. Yeah. I rolled a one on my d6. I figured... Okay, back. Yeah. Back yeah, to the yeah, Null. Yeah, yeah. The Null goes ahead, puts down his bow, pulls out a spear, and goes ahead and stabs at you, Adairu. 
because you just killed one of its sacred little creature things that it seems to have summoned. Uh, does a sixteen? Does he move into? Does he move closer to do that? Um, he's got a spear. Okay. On the map, it doesn't look like I'm within ten feet of anything alive. Is why. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, he, he moves up. He moves up. That's fine. He moves up that's and he fine. stabs around and tries to get you. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's it does cool. a sixteen hit. I don't think so. Let me let me check. I need to de, de equip my shield, but I believe that's a no. All right, he does. Sorry, they get two attacks. Does an eighteen hit? You have a seventeen AC. I think so. shield is plus two, right? Yes. Yes, seventeen AC. Okay, seven damage. Rude. Yep. The other null is gonna go and head and fire at nine. That's a nat one. That's a hit. Really? Uh, it's going to be eight damage to you, nine. Okay. And Jesus. we're going to go ahead and roll some checks here. Just because. Oops. Oh, the fun one. Yeah, that's what I was hoping would happen. Uh, Rask, you, uh, from your like low vantage point in the water, you watch uh, the fight kind of continue. And then you also see that the one dark creature from the corner that hasn't been involved with anything yet spots you as you try to shoot and he comes running around and dives into the water. Okay. I was hoping that somebody would see you and it happens to be just the funnest one. So. Sick. What's your armor class, Rask? As Fucking this low. scary thi- this scary demon darkness thing rolls up on you in the water itself. Love that. Love that for us. Yeah. Alright, so he misses with one claw and hits you with another. That's gonna be okay. only four damage. Sick. Yeah. Just take a third of my dam- my health away right at the gate. Mm, it's cool. Only, it's it's only with four? four? Oh, man. That ain't great. Yeah, y'all have been taking yeah. a beating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't, that um, ain't great. You guys see the water uh, that Reyes had popped up out of starts to churn. You more you hear it more than see something dive into the water near him, and then you just see it churning like piranhas have start have like started up around him. That's going to make it. There's just the one demon and then the null. All right, so the null. So, yeah, the null runs up. With his spear, like before, he stabbed at you the one time, he's gonna stab at you again. He misses once, hits you with the second. It's worst damage for you. That's gonna be 10 damage from that null. Well, I'm dead. Not yet, but next round. Ah, Next okay. round, I'm dead. Uh, no, Because bro, I cannot I'm... leave. Yeah, no, nah, man, no, nah, man. You got a friend. You've got yeah. a friend yeah. in null. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, you've got a friend in null, though. Your new buddy uh, runs up. And starts just absolutely tearing into this other knoll. And rolled a nat 20. So. Nice. Yeah, so he's going to go ahead and do. Sadly, he hasn't been armed yet. So he's still doing his bite and claw attacks. Uh, that's going to be a maxed bite and claw attack, though. So he does nine damage. I mean, Nolbro must be looking pretty rough. That That's uh, he's taking as much damage as I have. And uh, because I'm going to make it very clear that I'm going to be trying to do these at least once a session, and damn sure every fight, if I can do it. We'll go ahead and use a story point, because a critical roll was made on my side. And I'm gonna say that that crit roll, he slams that knoll so hard into the head, and bitch slaps him down into the pillar that's already taken damage, causing the pillar to collapse, burying that knoll. Everybody else nearby, I need you to roll a dexterity save to avoid taking bludgeoning damage from a falling roof. It's gonna be really sad when that's what kills me. Yeah, you do have advantage on dexterity checks because you're danger sense, though. Oh, so he, that's, he's the that's only true. one there, bro. Yeah, he's the only one near it. <laughs> and his friend. It's going to be really, really sad when I die from this. It's a DC 11. It's pretty low because there's a warning. You see it coming. <sighs> okay, so what is it, Jay? It's dex? Dex save? It's a dexterity 11 dex save. Okay. Everybody there's who... A- 
already has a, a story point gets a story does, point. Does a three plus three make it? You had advantage. Yeah, that, thank uh, God, because that makes it a nine point. plus three, and I barely burn make story it. Burn your story <laughs> point, I'll let you get it back immediately. No, 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 it's fine. I, I have a nine. I got nine. Nine saved me. Nine saved my life. What did he do? I, I got a nine. Plus three. Yeah, that's the rule. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I got a nine. Yeah. I got a okay. nine. Nine saved my life. Good good for you, bud. Uh, you dodge back as just this collapses. It uh, you, you and your null, new null friend jump back as a pillar just collapses on top of this null, and he gets buried. And it doesn't look like he's going to get back up. That makes it nine's turn. Okay. So is it just the one creature left? The one that's fighting Jeff? There's one null. In the back, there is right? a null and a creature in the water. Okay, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to grab point one and point two, and I'm going to throw them toward, uh, toward Jeff, and from the air, they are going to fire down upon this creature. Are we calling this your object interaction? <laughs> yes, that is an action. I'm throwing them both. Okay. So that they can assist Fucking. Jeff. It's Just... two ranged attacks. Duh. A main oh. hand pitch and an offhand pitch. We'll, we'll discuss what it does to his round. Their round is free to fire, so do them yeah, first. They they get a nineteen and a seventeen to hit. Jesus, are we are we both submerged in the water? Yeah, I, I'm gonna make yeah roll those with disadvantage, please. But oh, that's fair. wild. You're firing a force blast into water. I feel like there's a lot working against it. Mid flight, mid flight, yeah, mid flight. A lot working against them. They are yeah, they are not properly fair. built for this this use. In midair, there's just an error screen on their thing going outside of parameters. Uh, they got a 12 and a 10 plus 4. Okay, so the 10 will miss. Wait, both plus 4? They both get plus 4. They hit. still hit. Reyes, hey, Ryan, as you... Ryan, I got a question. I got a question. Uh, yeah. Would a wee be canonically appropriate for uh, point 0.1 and point 0.2? That's fair, I feel I guess. like it would be. But it's up to your creative life. I'm a big fan of differentiating these things personality-wise, so I think they should have a different reaction each. But that's just me. They are your people. Yeah, one going we and one going ah! Are you going to add a sound effect for us, Ryan, right now? (laughs) Perfect. Risk as this clawing, vicious thing has entered your space in the water and... It's a little bit concerning. All of a sudden, you hear foom, foom, like like depth charges hitting the top of the water, and you just watch this thing get fucking blasted from above. Uh, what's the damage output? Uh, that is a five plus two okay. from point one, and a one plus two from point two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, it gets hit real like just repeatedly from above, and you watch it like spasm. Uh, it does not seem to die though. It seems to still be very vicious, very alive. It's technically still the end of Nine's turn, so... Uh, I'm gonna run forward to be with Halor. And as he runs forward, uh, Reyesk, after it gets hit, you just hear right behind you a couple of soft blunks as point one and point two hit the water. Fantastic. Reyesk, because you're already underwater in a fight, amidst the bubbles and scratching and fight that's happening with you, you watch point one and point two both sinking. Sink. <laughs> Behind, behind the, the the creature, just behind it, like one of them's waving. I'm sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ten out of ten. One of them's waving. Risk. It is your turn with all of that information. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Did you want to so, roll a knowledge check? Yeah, I you rolled it. it. It was not great. It was okay. seven. You think there's probably something from the Nether Hells or Dark Realm? You, it, you know, Shadow Realm. One of them fucking hellish places. Sure. 
Oh, it came out of another portal? Nether. Close the portal, Mitch. With a seven, you're pretty sure it's an oblivion gate. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, are we using the optional rules for rogue? What's the optional rules for rogue? The optional rules include From steady aim. Yes. Tasha's okay. is all open. All of Tasha's is available. Sick. So with steady aim, I can still get... It's like if you give up an action to do it, right? If you don't move at yeah, all. I just as long as I don't move, I can hit it. You're stuck here, so I get to fuck you up if you fail. So, uh, but you are at no advantage, my friend, because you've just negated disadvantage with that. Okay. You're well, fighting it doesn't in water matter because I rolled it twice and it was nine <laughs> twice. Oh well. Nine cool. plus five. Cool. But he, as I've stated, his AC is garbage, and you hit him. Three plus three six. And I'm gonna try to attack him again with my bonus action. You already used your bonus action nope, to get steady. Use my aim. bonus action. You're right. Never mind. We good. Yep. Six damage. Oh man, you bury it real deep. You see a flash of light in it. It looks like you almost hit whatever its vital might have been. Whatever this thing is, the lights flash a little bit brighter, but it just frenzies a little harder. It doesn't go down. Um, that makes it the top of the round. That makes it a Daru's turn. So there's a knoll that is still stabbing me in the face of the spear, right? No, that, that knoll is dead. There's a knoll in the back corner with a bow. I am less fucked than I thought I was. Cool. Um, I am going to recover my axe from the knoll that I handed it to in the first round. <laughs> and, uh... Just sticking out of the ru the rubble is just the axe handle. That's all that you see of this knoll. You go ahead and get I mean, your axe I, back. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, if I can't get my get. axe, that's fine, but I would be sad. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah, just, just the handle? Just the handle. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, in my... No. I have two hand axes. I'm going to make two hand axe attacks. Yes. You now have one hand axe and one club. One handle. One handle. Yeah. Um, it is a club. Yeah, it would technically so count axe, as a club. The hand Which, axe. fun fact, is thrown and does a d6. Yeah, the, the, uh, the hand axe I throw uh, for a 19 plus. That's going to be six damage. The handle I throw for uh, only 15. Does that hit? Yeah, it does. And in the bitter irony of D&D, it does five damage, more than the axe did. Uh, another fun fact not, is axe not handles sure how... were often used as weapons. What? Just as often as axes were. Sure. Just hitting them with a stick, basically. But, you know, it sucks. A stick with a heavy end. It's super so heavy. The... Super, super uh, rude way of, of saying hello to somebody. That's going to make it the Null's turn. Um, the Knoll is going to fire one arrow at Adaru and one arrow at his old boss, Adaru. That's a miss. He's, he's, he didn't like getting hit in the face with a stick and it really threw off his aim. He hits the wall both times. Really threw off his aim. Uh, Jeff. All right, one hit again. Frenzy, claws everywhere. All right, so you're getting clawed. Oh, he gets a third attack. Shit. Is it John clawed? No, good for you. Because at least I could say it's Van Dam. Well, Van damage this, bitch. That's uh, gonna be <laughs> four damage. I prefer Rob myself. Ooh, yeah. That's I the prefer Hoover fucking myself. Show. Five star frog splash. Nah, let's go. I have no idea what you guys are talking RVD about, but you wrestling. take four damage. I said the Hoover damn. Yeah. yeah, well, you just take another third of my health. That's cool, no big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna do it every time I can. Which now uh, means that's half of the health I had left. Oh, good, good. Feeling good about yeah. that then. Uh, Your Noel... I'm uh, winning. Friend run around, runs around the edge and attacks this guy for shooting at you guys. And as that happens, uh, he goes ahead and he does some more damage. He's going to do seven damage to his enemy. 
And uh, you guys start to hear a rumble and you start to realize that whatever was holding this cape up is starting to lose integrity. And uh, it doesn't take a genius to know that this might not be the best place to be in the next little bit. Nine, it's your turn. You have one null left who's been attacked by the pack lord that's rolling with you guys. And you still see Raisk and whatever that darkling son of a bitch is fighting in the water. Uh, no sign of the ninelets. They've sunk beneath the... <laughs> I mean, they've just sunk, so they should just be at the bottom. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're inactive. No, just no sign of them. Okay, good. Uh, can I call out to nine on nine's round? It's a free action. Well, yeah, what do you got? Keep it to a minimum, but yes. Creature, get the fish and leave. It's going to collapse. The shark man, Seth, get him. Get him out. What about you? What about me? Go. Nine, what do you do? Yeah, I can't. I mean, I guess I'm just like a, a bubbly part of the water. You can see where I am, according to what I'm, the way I understand it. I'm going to uh, take those words. I'm going to say, I guess, under, under Nine's breath. Quietly to yourself? Yes, because, well, you know, Nine doesn't really, you know, have breath, but yeah. Think for yourself. Because <laughs> they told me it. Except when receiving orders from the <laughs> Lord or Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Selective hearing. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, so right? this, this is what we're going to do. Uh, nine is going to shoot again. Nine got a 13 plus four to hit. To hit what? Null. Okay, 13 plus four hits. That is a five plus two. What does it look like when the null dies? damage. Uh, it just takes him in the throat and he goes down. Short and sweet. And then, uh, here's what we're going to do. Hang on, hang on. For my, nine. My little friends. Finally got one. Yeah. Like, it's been a long time, but you, nine, finally got one. <laughs> it's always point one and point two. It's always the ninelets. Ninelets are vicious. I know. Uh, they are, they're just going to fire again. No, they're not. <laughs> they got a five and a six to hit. That, that that matches them trying to hit anything yeah, underwater with the forest. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Nine are at the bottom, which by the time they sink to the bottom, it's like nine feet deep around here, and they're just like, ping. Yeah, you, you no, see just splashes the, the quiet, come out of Rask, the water. you hear it. <laughs> Rask is the only one who hears it, and it's not it's not even like a splash. It's just like a bubble. Yeah, it's just that pulse. <laughs> <laughs> by the time it gets out. All right. Um, so nine went. That's it. Nine ignored orders. Risk. Hell yeah. To be so fair, it's me and this. He didn't say the maker said to do so. He didn't. Um, it's me and this dude, right? This this smoky son of a gun. Yes. All right. Still well, one left, uh, though. Not that Risk would really know, because he's kind of caught in a life or death struggle beneath the water. I sure am. So I'm just gonna continue. I'm not gonna give up all my stuff here. Just do it. So roll a disadvantage. That's a good roll. Let's hope the next one's good too. Oh, that's cocked, though. Come on, that's cocked. Anything below a lot. Oh, why? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> you hit once, Anyways, right? Yeah, no, I did I did hit. It's All just right. at disadvantage, my second roll was a nat 20. Oh. Oh. <sighs> so, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, man, you know oh, what? God. Good job, though. Fuck, yeah, Way to go. Dude. Really, really proud of you. Son you got of fucked, a bitch, good please... Job. Please tell me that four damage is all I need. As I stated uh, last time, uh, you buried that this your weapon in them, and like it looked, it felt like you were so. Basically, I I feel like you just pushed a little fucking deeper, and yes, four damage is enough. Uh, perfect. 
Um, so yeah, I just I jam that uh, the back sword in a little deeper and I twist. And does it just like become smoke again? No. So everything else has fallen beneath the cloud of smoke, right? You under the water with dark vision get a much clearer view. Black and white underwater, so it's murky, but it essentially bursts into a flash of light. It doesn't cause you any damage, but you feel the concussive wave of it. Okay. And um, I will say that it does sort of daze you a bit, but yeah, no, it explodes violently when it's killed. Okay. So yeah, shocked by that slightly. I... Uh, have I been able to feel the rumbling under the as as things start to come down or Roll or perception. get some indication? Ooh, that's not gonna be great. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, let me look at my skills. Perception ten. With all of the fighting you've been doing, no. Any splashing that you would have felt you thought was coming from this fight you've been having because it it was like I said all over the place, splashing water. It didn't seem to actually know how to swim, just how to kill you was like all it really was good at uh so no you you don't really notice and you're still underwater uh but that means you guys are out of combat because all of the enemies have been killed so well what i want to do since i'm out of combat i guess i don't have to worry about uh you know action economy but what i want to do is i want to swim down pick up point one and point two because i know that they're there sure uh and swim back up to the surface with them probably on my shoulders so that I could swim easier. It's a real homie move. Yeah. Um, because at this stage, I think I might know that there are diamonds in them. <laughs> oh, no, not oh, because it's oh, a sweet gesture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not because also, killing the diamonds would make you a public enemy number one to our fans. Take it back. Uh, <laughs> All right, so you come to the you come uh, to the surface nine. You were actually, pleasantly surprised to see on. the ninelets come up, uh, perched atop Rask. Uh, I actually might not know there are diamonds in there yet. You have not seen it. Um, yeah. So that was just as I think uh, he saw they, they he saw me. nine fix the one that got broken. Yeah, yeah. You did, you've seen you've seen their um, that's true. Shit, that's shit's coming down shitty. So Aderu mm-hmm. is just going to run and get his one remaining hand axe. He doesn't care about a stick. And he's going to not take the time to loot, but he is going to grab the bow. And Adero's going to get the fuck out. Let's go. We gotta get out of here. As you guys all move toward the mouth of the cave, one of the first things that you guys see as you move toward the exit that alarms you is that the trickle of water has stopped coming from above. And you are, your fears are confirmed as you move around the bend and see that something has caved in in the tunnel. You guys seem to have been trapped by a cave-in in this small cave. Uh, what kind of bow was it, Jay? It was a long bow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Build up a scene! Just destroy it. My question is, like, does the rumbling stop, or uh, what? are we still caving in? Did that cave-in seem to sort of settle it? Like, are, like, what's the direness of our situation, I guess, is my question. 15 investigation to see if I can find some version of way out or way to break down this thing. Some solution to the uh, cave-in puzzle that you Yeah, sure, no, I get you. So, I'll, I'll answer both these questions. You rolled an investigation check? Reyes? Yes. Your character seems to lend himself toward more of an anxiety, and you guys watch as Reyes immediately leaps to, like, trying to find a way through the rubble, right? 
He looks like he starts pulling some stones apart, but very quickly runs into stones that are far too heavy for him to lift. And they look like they might be too heavy for a dare to lift. They, some big stones have fallen in your way. Uh, so your investigation check finds nothing almost immediately. Uh, it, it doesn't look good. The cave Sick. has stopped rumbling, but it does feel like if you guys aren't careful, you could cause more damage to happen. It seems that the pillar collapsed and a little bit of it settled and is still holding everything up. But like half of the cave wall on one side has, has like has slumped in and buried a lot of the battle that you guys were just in. Uh, and the water stops briefly, but you can see it, it starts to like trickle through the rocks. And now your concern is, will the cave fill up? Behind the wall or on our side? The the water is still trying to come down and there it is finding ways through. Like it's starting to leak through the roof and it's starting to come yeah. down through the rocks that you were digging through a little bit. Not in a torrent, but you do feel like that's dangerous. Um, yeah, let's get some character in here. How are we uh, going to get through here? Are we still in that room? We said we left the room. No, then... you turned the corner and found that there was a cave in. You can't leave that room. So is this oh, okay. so cave in? That... Immediately is this in... before the, the fork? Where does it start? It is before the fork. Okay. Before the fork. Got That's it. That's helpful. Um, so that, that's yeah, the that situation. Was, that was necessary. That's where you are. Reyes just tried to pull some stuff, realized that he can't really get through, and you guys are trapped here. You're also with the Pack Lord. I was about to say. Is Pack Lord a good name for him? I don't know. That's a funny thing, because y'all never asked his name. So, you know, good question. Hey, you. Is there another way out of here? You, other person, doll thing. I don't know. What's your name? I'm. Good question. I wrote that down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sick. Didn't uh, shit about it. Didn't even know what it was off the top of his head. Well, since Nine asked the question already, uh, there is going to go first loot the dead null for stuff that might be useful, uh, and second, just sort of inspect around the outside edges with Shark Guy. Sure. As you ask uh, him, he turns to you and he growls, and he kind of looks around uh, like he is alarmed as well. He says, my, my name is Bozi. Bozi Undogo. Okay. What? Bozi. No, this is Ryan. Can you say that in just J voice? Because I need to get it. <laughs> but Bozi Umdogo. It's spelled B-O-S-I. I fucking hate it. And Thank you. M-D-O-G-O. It's Swahili. It means mini boss. Hell yeah. <laughs> no way. That's pretty I rad. I love that. Okay. I'll take it back. That. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Bozi Umdogo. Because depending on how you guys rolled through this originally, he could have been the mini-boss of the dungeon, so his name was just mini-boss. <laughs> Sick. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, so yeah, he replies that, and you guys look around. Uh, since you loot, I'll go ahead and tell you what you find. Sure. Uh, you find 16 silver pieces, a fishing tackle, five pythons, a pound of salt. I'm just going to put this in the chat. Y'all can... Thank you. It's easier. Argue over it. I'm going to read it out. You find a basic poison, an antitoxin, a bear totem worth some money, and a potion of healing. Sure. We'll go over that later. At this point, Absolutely. I feel like Rayusk is not looting. Rayusk... You know. Yeah. Rayusk is literally like, oh shit, I wanted to leave here in the first place. Why am I still here? Yeah. Aderu, very calm, starts looting uh, while you talk to Mbosi. Good, uh, good news, friend. Uh, at least as it fills with water, it'll be okay, right? Reyes looks over at you and goes, uh, like, eyes wide. And actually, hold on. I have... Is it colors? Did we did we yeah, make colors? I do have... You you, you made colors. Uh, I love yeah. making colors. So, eyes wide, 
and with the skin showing that you can see covered in spiny because he can also change the texture of his skin spiny purple triangles he says not anymore louder than you've ever heard him talk so you can maybe see that like he is affected by this a bit of a soft this, spot you hit there this is the the only way out of this cave is a, maybe below the water because the water does not typically fill up unless it floods like it's been if it rains hard enough this will fill up but there is a, some sort of hole in the bottom that drains eventually it's literally as soon as he says that Reyes dives into the water okay does anybody have anything they want to talk about topside before I follow Reyes underwater no because I am also going to follow Reyes underwater and so oh, are my what? friends yeah Adairu right. is, is just checking things out he's just I'm basically going to, since they're dealing with that, I'm just going to inspect and see if there's, like, some rocks that I think we could move, just stuff that I think we might be able to do to make an air pocket or something to buy right, time. So, sure. Uh, the, uh, the knoll starts to help you with whatever you're looking into. Risk, roll me an investigation check. Hell yeah. Uh, 15. Okay. Uh, you can choose to investigate yourself or aid him, whichever you prefer, in which case he would get an advantage. Uh, seven plus six. Okay, so 15 was the best one we got. Risk, you do... We both rolled 15, but you had so much more than I do. <laughs> 15 investigation. You find that the bottom of this pool uh, is filled with particulate. And beneath that particulate, as you sift through it, you find two things. One, uh, Mitch, what is it you find at the bottom of a cave like this? Cave pearls. Oh yeah, how did those happen? Mitch's oh. random fact dare you, sir. <laughs> How yeah. dare you? Fuck yeah. Forced. Wow. You've been coerced into this fucking random fact. Wow. Dance, monkey, dance. Tell us about the coarse things we'll find at the bottom of this lake. Actually, they're not going to be coarse. They're going to be incredibly smooth. Move. Ryan, give me a real ding. Fuck. That was so good. You literally forced him into saying smooth and slid a move in there. Good work. <laughs> making this Holy we, we're shit. both making this monkey dance for our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch's random fact. Ow! So I have been coerced in providing you with this fact that I had already provided our beloved Patreon, so call that lucky. Mm -hmm. uh, what Jay is referencing to is a phenomenon known as cave pearls, which is very similar to the pearls that you're probably accustomed with that occur in clams and other mollusks, and designs basically the same way. In caves that routinely have a consistent source of water and the proper sorts of calcification that you would see to cause stalactites and stalagmites like in this cave, small amounts of granulated particulate begin to pick up the calcification, roll around, and make naturally forming completely non-biological pearls. Ryan, hit me again. So, Rask, you do... Jay's a bitch. It's not random. It's not random. Uh, so, this bitch forced you to let me hand you loot, so kiss my ass. So, if you find four of these cave pearls, Rask, uh, you also find that in, like, it's a shallow four bowl, four next to the shallow bowl, you find what basically amounts to the rock has slowly had, a, like, tunnels worn into it, but it's basically, like, a solid bedrock with holes, and these holes short of an explosion aren't going to get big enough for any of you to go through. Ryan, hit me. God damn it. I don't like this. The back-to-backs make me mad. Mitch's random fact. Ow! 
Cave diving is widely regarded as one of the most dangerous hobbies in the world because of reasons like this. It's easy to get stuck, it's easy to lose air. Even with modern technology, every cave that is certified for cave diving has a sign that is the point of no return. And it says, don't go beyond here, because if you do, you die. Which is why cave diving is almost always done roped off. I only did one Mitch's random fact, Jay. The dings say otherwise. Risk. It's not great news that you find here at the bottom. While underwater, is there anything Nine wants to add? What, what is Nine doing as you and Grask are looking for this? Um, I'm just trudging around, looking for kicking, kicking up weak butt. spots. Yeah. I've got, I've got uh, the two down there looking for anything. <laughs> Any openings, I guess. Perhaps a, like an underwater cave, see if they see anything. They do have dark vision, so they would be able to see. Point two pokes its head into one of the holes, and the pressure from the water trying to go in the hole makes it force into the hole for a bit, and you have to help him out. But that's all. So I find these holes. I at least make sure they are draining properly. So that's the thing I do. Sure. Like that could save us yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Sure. Yeah. You pull out some muck. You pull out. Uh. You. You fucking move. Uh. Some. Some. Probably. Null feces. Who the fuck knows. Is a gnoll shit in a cave? Probably. They're not very clean. <laughs> Speaking of gnolls that shit in a cave, up top... Detritus most, is a good word, Jay. Detritus is a great word, and it's so vague. Uh, up top, you and Bossy are moving some detritus, and he looks to you and he's like, You are very calm. Yes. We live or we die. The only thing governs that is our actions. Keep cool head, make better actions. More likely live, less likely die. Do they know what you are? Yes. I am Halor, their ally and warfighter. Sure. Do they know what you are either, my friend? I have been very upfront with your friends. You are my friend, ally and warfighter. Are we? Is what I say. Uh, he helps you move rocks. Uh, you guys move rocks, but you don't really, uh, you can't find another way out. Not, not, not at first. Okay. In fact, it's, it, it takes a while. Risk, do you and Nine come back up? Yeah, I 100% come back up because I need to breathe. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, you can't breathe while but, underwater. Um, so I come back up and say, uh, so it was bedrock, right? There's no way that's breaking without a tool. Not with, yeah, not without tools, not without some sort of explosion. I come back up and say, Holes not large enough for exit. Only for drain. How high is the ceiling? It's like a bubble, so at the center of it all, where it's caved in a little bit. So what was the center has like a mound of dirt now, but at the center originally it was like a nine foot tall ceiling that bubbled down. So okay. toward the edges. So it's, I'll just look at the. I'll just want to stand on the land and look in the ceiling because I'm pretty tall, so I don't have to climb up there to look at it. I'm just gonna investigate the ceiling. That is uh, not great news. We are having trouble here as well. Bad, bad news. Uh, his nine and the nine lits come back up? Yes. Right? Sorry. Yeah, we'll come back up. Okay. Well, I have when them they... both uh, in my hands as we resurface. When they come back up, the, uh, your little ones, the thing with their hands, What what is that? It's uh, magic? What? How does it work? Could, could we use that to damage walls or something? I mean, they could, but they just shoot, like... Force. It's not really, uh, I mean, do we need, like, an explosion or something? 
Uh, not something so crude as a large explosion. That would be dangerous. It'd bring more rock down than move, I, I think. Explosion may be the only way out. It may be. Reyes, because you have moved kind of up the slope toward the roof, uh, one thing does happen when you get closer to the ceiling. You get a little bit of service, apparently, with your Yoon phone. Two things happen. One, we of course get the stupid Yoon phone thing that says, Hey, welcome to Yoon phone. And fucking ads play. Hi, welcome to Yoon phone. The Yoon phone is a powerful device brought to us by the diligent work of the Apotheosis Program. A Primacy Yoon phone is an incredible tool. It allows you to send and receive messages, sendings, and commercials such as this one. Tell your friends that even though they aren't in the military, they too should get a Yoon phone. Now available for public purchase. The Yoon phone is connected to the network. The network allows you to purchase and order different products that we will sell you at a premium through the Unifone service. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Unifone right now. Is that hump day getting bigger and bigger every time? Are you wondering, hey, where can I go and just kick up my feet after a long day at work? Well, swing on by the Torchlit Tavern Twitch channel every Wednesday at around 7 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to enjoy many great shows hosted by Jeff. The Gentleman Skeleton and the Master of Twitch leads a merry band of adventurers through Wacko Mundo every alternating week. In between those stories, on those Wednesdays, we have No Dice, where we talk D&D in all the various ways that it comes to us. So swing on by Torchlit Tavern's Twitch and have a ball. And then once you do that, they give you your service back, and you have two messages that you have apparently gotten since you come have come down into the dark. One of which yeah. is a message from Darbin, and it says, Management made me give your number the V. Sorry. And then the next message is one from Vivaldi. And all it says is, Where is my goddamned golem? Yeah, I, uh, I assume when I looked in the at the ceiling, there was nothing viable there either. Yeah, definitely caved in. You're afraid to touch it too much because you feel like it could cave in further. Um, so I'll take my, I'll take the Unifone call Vivaldi, I guess. Oh, sure. Call him back. That's interesting. Because okay. this seems like my only real viable option. Uh, Seth, you have plan with that thing? Or? It's a communication device. Maybe you can call for help. Yes. And then I I look at nine and I say, number nine, come here, please. Okay, what do you need? Um, nine walks up to me and I'm calling Vivaldi right now. Sure. I go, Vivaldi wishes to speak to you. It comes out all staticky uh, at first until oh, nine gets okay. closer and then it kind of comes better into focus. <laughs> <laughs> With 
hell are you? Hi! We're in a cave. We are zeroing in on your position now. Do not move. Yeah, we're stuck behind. Uh, a lot of rocks fell down, and now we can't get out. There is Why? A, there's a... You mean... Huh? Why are you there? Because the people were here. I see. There's two of them alive. Stay put. We will use your uniform to find you. At least, I'm not sure anymore, because they're on the other side of the wall. I do not care. Nine, are you all right? Mostly. All of your parts, are they still there? Oh, yeah. Operational. Good. Damaged, but okay. Stay put. He hangs up. And I put the Yoon phone back away. So uh, he said, Vivaldi said to stay put. They're trying to track us via the phone. I don't know how they're going to get through. Like, rocks? He said to stay. It is our only option as far as I can tell. Um, Unless you guys do something drastic. You get a long rest. We have plenty of options. They are just all fatal. Oh my gosh. Wow. After he says all of our options are are fatal, uh, Ray's skin gets covered with the blue and black hexagonal pattern, and he takes the deepest breath in and slowly breathes out. I found what frustrated looks like. <laughs> uh, Nine is going to go take point one and point two into like a corner, and I'm just going to sit down on the ground cross-legged, and we're just waiting. I'm actually going to take out some tools and just start like tinkering on one and two. I'm going to move into what feels like the safest part of the room, whatever that is, and stick myself so partially. Kind of a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like probably somewhere near the edge. Uh, Adair is you know? going to rest because it would be really dumb not sure. to. But we can talk while we rest. And so Adairu, and he's going to talk to uh, Null Friend. And uh, yeah, I don't need to do a whole conversation. We can do as much of that in RP as you want. Uh, basically, Adairu is just going to ask him some sort of pointed questions, and he's trying to feel out if this is a guy that he should let leave this cave or not. Meaning, in Adairu's sense of priorities, uh, could I take him in a fight, and uh, is he working for the primacy, and can I sort of weasel him away from that to pivot him against the primacy? So I, I, I think if you're trying to kind of figure him out and get that sort of information, uh, my question Insight? is less to do with, you are about to spend eight hours with this person, I'm gonna give y'all a long rest. Uh, and I think that over the course of eight, eight hours, hours yes, you were about to, it starts to get wetter and fuller Sick. of water as the time goes on. And over the course of eight hours, I think that Adairu has shown himself to be savvy enough to sl to get what he would want from this conversation. My question to you is how do you have this conversation in a small cave with the other two around? And what do you say to him? Like, because mm. it sounds to me like that's a conversation you kind of want to be careful with around Rayisk and Nine. Yeah, sure. Right, because they don't... I mean, I will give you that there will be parts of that conversation where Reyes will probably be, like, cycling through sleep because he's, like, Bad. kind of like a, an assassin and a spy. So, like, he doesn't take eight straight. Yeah. Actually, let me toggle my long rest before I fuck up and roll into the next fight with five HP. Yeah, get that done. Right. Get, that, get that fixed before if I fuck If I say the up. wrong thing in this conversation and he fights me, know that I did it at the last eight hours. Yeah, I have, I have since... Uh, I have since done whatever little repairs that one and two needed, and I am now repairing myself. Sure. Um, no, there is just going to be very 
open and blunt about it. So before, before the unfortunate business with the witch taking over your pack, you are ally of the primacy, yes? Yes. This is only the actions of this other one that uh, caused these issues? Yes, I, uh, I thought that you, having been given directions from the red one, that you probably would have known what you, what Nine said. Nine? Is that correct? The metal thing? It, it is called Nine, yes. Yes. The little ones That's are me. one and two. I cannot tell you which is which. They are the same to me. You are primacy soldiers. I have worked with the Inquisitors before. I do what they say. Yes, yes, of course, of course. That's why you were engaged, because these other ones did not want to. Uh, apologies about yes. your friends. We did not know better. <laughs> they, uh, they were not my friends. Well, the witch said the other ones were. My mistake. I'm not sentimental. It's good to know, it's good to know. What is your, uh, what is your arrangement with primacy? If I may ask, I do not wish to pry too much, but I was not aware that you were a potential ally to us. Is everyone else listening to this conversation, or is this a quiet conversation in a corner? This is, for Adairu, just a conversation. He's not being I guess loud or quiet about it. He's just chatting. Yeah, as it goes forward, I guess if anybody is interested in what's being said, roll perception. Uh, if you're not being particularly quiet, it's a low DC. But that's up to y'all. Uh, he continues talking. If you guys beat a, a 12, you hear all of this. I rolled. I hear I hear. Okay. Because I imagine at a certain point, it just piques my interest so I don't go back yeah, to Yeah, maybe you don't hear Because like I said, he's been working on... They've been talking. He's been kind of getting to know him over like an eight-hour course. This is just the meat of it. I I do what we are. We are told to enter an area, kidnap, kill, attack cause problems and that's what gnolls are good at so they do what i say most of the time they don't question it but i'm pack leader because i am the strongest and i work under kava yes you mentioned the name before this uh this kava i hope kava was not here if he was i have bad news for you no he was not here if he was you'd have died well then good news for us you work with primacy out of free or for, for a fee? Uh, why, why you work for them? Man? Like you say, is what gnolls are good at anyway. Why not just do what you do? The primacy is taking over the free world. Gnolls have no world. If I work with the primacy, Kava dreams of a place for gnolls similar to that of the orcs. The orcs have taken a place for themselves. It's the gnolls' turn. Oh, you're all nation. Makes sense, makes sense. I don't know if we were ever suited for something like a nation, but currently we live in holes, causing death, being attacked by everyone because we are little more than monsters, and rightfully so. There's no reason not to have nation or home, as you say. Big hole, so to speak, yes? Take a chunk of woods, or fields, or whatever. You're a large, intimidating creature. I feel like you not need the oversight of primacy. I appreciate your help, though. Thank you. He squints his eyes at you. You have no idea what it is like to live as a monster in the woods, then. Uh, at this point, Adairu leans in, and he says, quietly, deliberately quietly, I assure you, my friend, I am a monster they speak of more than you in many towns. <sighs> but it's good to have you by our side, Adairu says, leaning back and, like, changing cadence back to his fake-ass bullshit. So he, 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 like, glances at your friends, and he glances at you, and it's, you know... He is seen through your ruse, so to speak, but he has no idea where that lands him in this new hierarchy of the world. And uh, he gets pretty quiet for the rest of the the the, the rest. Um, you guys 
have just gained a long rest. You guys have also done enough stuff to get to level three. Now, now I fight him. Before yeah, before you get all into that, I will <laughs> now say that this. I leveled up. Now I fight him. Yeah, good, 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 good timing. One thing I'll say though is fantastic. Um, I want to when you guys level up, particularly big level ups, right? You just reached your archetype. I do want there to be a sort of story beat to that. So before we get into any of the new abilities and the ones you pick, I would like to hit one, like a story moment that sort of demonstrates that new learning or that new knowledge, okay? But otherwise, for all intents and purposes, you guys are level three. You can go ahead and do what you need to do, make your adjustments, and at the end of eight hours, the water is starting to fill in. You guys no longer can sit anywhere on the ground. You are having to tread water, and there's only like a foot or two of air left when you start to hear the sounds of picks. Even though I tried to make sure it drained properly? Yeah, it did, because whatever's happening, it's raining a lot. The, the, oh, there's okay. a big storm yeah, out up top. You're a fish, not a plumber. It helped. It helped a lot. You guys are not in danger, and it seems that you can hear people above. You start to hear the sounds coming through the rocks of a team and pickaxes and stuff happening, and just somebody's trying to get to you. It's good news. Uh, I walk over to them with uh, point one and point two in hand. And so I've been tinkering with one and two a little bit, and I found out that I can... Jay, if you're cool with this. Maybe. What are you doing? I can blow them up if necessary. All right. Maybe I'm cool with it, but what's your take on it? How are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Is that an is that a artificer thing, or are you just asking if you can pull it off? I'm asking if I can do that. Can I self-destruct them? Do you have a story point? Yes, two of them, in fact. You can't save them. You only uh, ever get one. Yeah. One, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> With a story to market every time you use one, then. <laughs> Start using them more. No, that this KG said. bitch said everyone mark a story point. Oh wait, haha, <laughs> you already have one. I did. I did. I'm an asshole. I heard it. You have a story point. Yes, you can. You can. You can do it. You can cause things to blow up. Now, things about story points that I do want to make clear. That's a thing now. Your dudes can blow up. It can be done. That is a fact that will now be a part of our tale. Okay. Bear that in mind. They can be detonated. Yeah, I might play on that again later. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I will use, I will officially use a story point. These two can now, if I choose to do so, they can self-destruct. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be necessary because we hear, we can kind of hear them now coming for us, but I found out a way to make them self-destruct and they're okay with it. <laughs> that is fantastic information, but I think maybe we keep that between us to protect them. Okay, just thought uh, it might help uh, get through all these rocks if necessary. I'm uncertain. If we have enough space. It's not that big of an explosion. It's more like two small grenades. And what of the stones within them? That, I don't know. I imagine that I will have to roll to see what happens to them. Maybe something like that, yeah. That's, that sounds like a fair assumption. Yeah, that's real meta. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> yeah. meta. Nine, knowing about rolls. Uh, but that's yeah, fine. No, yeah, no, I wasn't gonna... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, yeah, I assumed I would have to roll on that, but I figured either they would like... Likely they'll be gone, gone until, like, I find more, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
you guys hear the pick swing, the water's starting to fill in. You are actually concerned that maybe you will have to detonate one. But then a ray of light comes through in the side of the cave. A little beam of murky, dark, storm cloud light, but it's far brighter than anything you guys have seen in this dark hole in the past eight hours. So it hurts your eyes regardless. I would like to note that uh, if they ever both have to simultaneously self-destruct, they will do a fusion dance. Can't wait. Explode. Sick. Jen. The, the picks start to swing, and you hear uh, Vivaldi's voice through the hole. Do it quicker. Faster. Get my golem out of that hole. Now. Uh, and you hear quicker. It seems like more, uh, more team have gone up, and then the hole gets about big enough for somebody to come out. Get us and, out. Yeah. I've got too much soul to be put in a hole. Is that really what you say in character? No, not at all. Okay. The bear vomits in his mouth a little bit. All right, stop, stop. Who is down there? Your operatives that you sent into the hole. It's uh, all of us and a null. Did you find the villagers? Uh, yes, we found the survivors. I don't know their current state. They were we sent out before. Anyone else? Kick us out. This is null. I suspect this is an inopportune position for debrief. We are struggling here. I think best if we discuss outside. Nine, you first. What? Come out. More picks hit. It widens the entrance, and then so he calls out, and then a bunch of arms kind of sink down in the hole, reaching down to help anybody in. Out. Perhaps uh, nine would be best out last, as it can help the rest of us and does not suffer the imminent threat of drowning. I, I promise you that if Nine takes too much time to get out, Reyes gets the fuck out of there. Because he can. He can just Cause out. I, yeah, because he can just fucking get out. And if I have to roll stealth to fucking try to get past these people. I know how this goes. I'm just cutting through this. Uh, Nine doesn't move because no one said make or says. And Reyes jumps into those arms and gets yanked out of the hole, followed quickly by Vivaldi's angry voice. Nine, I said you fast. No. <sighs> The maker says, get out of the hole. You, d- you didn't even really have to do that. I was just picking up one and two, but okay. I, yeah, I walk out of the hole. Reyes throws his wet cloak over his body and walks off. So uh, a couple more hands do reach down in the hole, though no one told them to. Uh, Adaru, do you go up next? Yeah. I walk out through the hole and I wave at every person there. And so okay. does one and two. Uh, Adaru has nothing in particular against this. He's just exiting because he didn't get buried in the hole, so it's already better than he thought was going to play out. As you guys move away from the hole, you hear one of the men who were digging cry out, There's something else down in here! I, I help Brohan. No, 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 bro. Brono? 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 Bosey? Brono? Bro! I, I help out Brono. Uh, if you reach down, you say, Vivaldi grabs you by the arm before you can reach down, and he says, I saw, thought you said no one else was in the hole. No, I said there was an all. I said your operatives were. Men, Should we back. not take this... Should we not take this prisoner uh, more loudly? Should we not take this prisoner for questioning? No, help him. Men, step back. We don't know what is in in there. Hello, help. We don't? I thought thought you said he works with us. Or at least that's what he said. Nine, the maker says to be quiet. Uh, Halor has a rope. It's in my inventory somewhere. He lowers the rope in. All right. Come, Uh, prisoner. Let us discuss your termination. And he lowers the rope to the null. Uh, Vivaldi... Takes a step back, lets you get the null out, and then cries out, Men! It's a null! Kill it! You hear a lot of muskets cock and the sound of cacophonous fire. As he crests the hill, 
Bosi is torn apart by musket fire. Adara removes his ears and rejoins the uh, the grouping. Vivaldi watches you walk away. Good job! You have cleared all of the knolls. May I ask why you came out here to the woods without my express orders? We were ordered by our superior officer to do so. Which one? It was an inquisitor. Forgive me, I am unfamiliar with discerning your facial features. But it was one of the horned ones, higher ranking, like yourself. Is not my job to follow what orders they give? Well done. We'll talk about it more later. Of course. And he jingles his ears and payment, as discussed. Is is foe not with him? You don't see foe. Okay, cool. I'm not going to put my homie on blast like that yet. <laughs> Maybe yeah. later. Yeah, you don't <laughs> see foe. Um... That, that might be a point of concern for some of you. Mm-hmm. It is. Not for Reyes. It is, uh, but... You guys uh, march back to the town of Freehill in the rain. Eventually, you come back upon the town proper. Do you just kind of go in silence? It's been a long time in a dark hole. How y'all, how y'all feeling? Fake it till you make it, baby. Reyes absolutely goes silently. And again... He's got his cloak on, his hood's up. He is ahead of everybody. It is the same old routine as always. My friend Seth, please come join me and some of the men. Let us go have drinks. Let us rejoice in victory today. As you do make it back into the town, uh, as he says that to you, you guys take back in the town. And one of the things that it seems that the primacy soldiers have set up shop, you see several tents, one of which... Uh, you see that they have somebody who is bringing a cartload of what appear to be books to this tent. You know that those books are going to be looked through, searched for for material that the primacy does not deem acceptable for new mem- for dependency uh, civilians to have. Uh, you also see that somebody is registering everyone's weapons. You see that some of the weapons are being taken away. Basically, the primacy has entered and everyone is now going to be under their protection, bureaucracy, and control. Outside of the tavern that you guys went into the first time, you see a man in grubby, ragged clothes can be seen at the corner of a stable building. A crowd is gathered in front of him. The armies of the primacy have arrived, just in time to save us from this knoll menace. Strange to me that the knolls appeared and a contingent of men happens to show up so soon, eh? Mere weeks after no sign of Brian soldiers for a year. But protected us they have, so long as we pay them in as much muddy, grain, sweat, and blood as they can wring from us. I ask you all to keep your feet. They may have rifles, but they'll never have the stones that match the men and women of Freehills. You see Foe, uh, with a few of some other men, nod at a contingent of soldiers that he's with, and then at the proselytizer. But as they move forward, you see that the crowd grows tense, and it feels instantly as if one false move could bring this whole town to a rage. And the men here would be outnumbered, despite their firepower. Um, Reyesk observes this and literally walks past it. Makes mental note, sure. but straight into that tavern. Sure. Uh, you and, I'm assuming, Adaru? Because Adaru's like, let's go get a drink, right? Yeah, Adaru yeah. is like, he's just casting a net on as many soldiers as he can get into the tavern. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he's, he's running party, bro. Since you guys don't get involved, you hear Vivaldi kind of order Foe to stand down. And he kind of gives him a nod like, we'll deal with this in a second. I'm standing behind Vivaldi. Yeah, uh, Vivaldi has actually made it very clear that he wants to be near you. He seems concerned with the fact that you went away so far away from him into such a dangerous area. When Halor 
was like, yes, let's go celebrate. Reyes' eyes, his big bulbous eyes, narrowed, and <laughs> he had that uh, that blue-black hexagonal pattern again. That's my color. Then, it's my colors. They're mine now. <laughs> <laughs> How long before he just sees Hello oh, into the room and that's a default? Yeah, right? This yeah. fucking guy. Uh, it may not be long. We'll see. So as you guys head back into the tower, uh, actually, just real quick, does Nine want to do anything or is she sticking with Vivaldi? Nine is sticking with Vivaldi and continuing to be silent like I was told to be. Right. So as you guys go back into the tavern, you do catch the name of the tavern, which is something that you kind of skipped over last time, because I hadn't named it yet. But I'm going to call it the Gar's Son, and there's a picture of a fish. You know, a gar? So the Gar's Son is the tavern. As you enter it, citizens of Freehill can be seen drinking away their new and old worries. You also see a large group of ranking primacy soldiers who appear to have been given leave. The entire tavern is filled with potential energy, everyone staring at one figure who holds their attention. In the center of the room, a towering, dark-skinned, muscular human or half-elven man stands, sweating with his shirt off. In one hand, he holds a massive flag and a veil. In the other, he brandishes a turkey leg. He seems to be mid-story of some kind as he takes a huge quaff of ale and breathes heavily before speaking in a booming voice. Much time had passed. So much that even gods forget the things that matter. Petty fighting and oceans of time can change a family. Eventually, the material plane became the staging ground for much battle and power grabbing, often leading to battles between the very gods themselves on some far-off battlefield plane. Gods are very hard to kill, but take enough tries at something and sooner or later it will come to pass, whether you meant to or not. The death of a god is rare, but it is felt throughout the cosmos. The fibers of the very world shake as everything remembers that it came from the same source. And eventually those fibers shook so much that they loosened. Strands from the many worlds began to weaken and the prison that held Demiurge lost its security. Not much, mind you, but enough. Demons began to find themselves on the material plane, channeled through the magic and dreams of mortals. And more, Demiurge himself began to whisper. He sought those of alien mind, whom he cried to for freedom. Those who would undo the world if given the chance. A chance he promised. Eventually someone answered. A man whose name is lost, for secretly he listened to the creator's whispers, and secretly he went about a dark mission. A mission that would free Demiurge from his eternal prison. But for every villain, there always, with luck, is a hero. And in this case, a small group of forgotten heroes got wind of the madman's plot and followed him to a high mountain where he would have completed his dire deed, finally finishing what would have been finished back at the dawn of creation. But in the struggle, much power was unleashed. A portal to Demiurge's prison was opened and shut. And while the heroes did win, they could not completely stem or divert the tide of magic and power that had briefly been uncorked. And in an instant, Demiurge was thwarted, and the heroes, and many across Shar, were destroyed in a terrible, magical blast. Only a few alive were left knowing what these heroes had done, 
and all of them knew better than to let any information about Demiurge out into the world, lest a new madman be led to his aid. And he stops talking, and he lets the silence go over the crowd as he takes another strong pull from his drink. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number 9, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.